Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravoed podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. <laughs> I'm Eddie Estrada. I'm here with two of my favorite co-hosts ever because we are bringing a segment from Buttered Pop here onto the Hot and Bravo channel, and that is Housewives History. I have ah. Kevin and Camilla here. Everyone say hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> are you guys excited to be on Hot and Bravo? So excited and like sweating because of this season. I was going to say, you're starting with, you called it a segment. This is a four hour episode monolith. Kevin, I'm a, I'm a journalist. <laughs> I was a journalist. For Dish Nation. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> are you, so, so you're trying to undermine my career. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't know what we're joking about, we are joking about Portia being a journalist on the reunion of Atlanta season nine, which is what we will be herstoring about the housewives today. I have to tell you guys, I've been telling people, I'm like, I'm, I'm rewatching Atlanta season nine and they've been like, Donald Glover's show is up to nine seasons. And I'm like, <laughs> I appreciate that because I love Atlanta. However, the canonical Atlanta show is Real Housewives of Atlanta. And Wow. If they did a crossover ever, that would be something else. I would scream, bring Cynthia Bailey to Atlanta season three. Oh my God. Oh, that would be fantastic. That would be so good. She looks so good this season. Oh my God. She looks incredible every season. Every season. She does not age. I will say. She's also gotten better as as like the years have gone on. She's really matured into, and I think this especially showed in 10 where Mm -hmm. you sort of had kind of a more fractured cast. She's really good at being the Kyle-esque, Kyle Richards-esque anchor in the middle Mm -hmm. of the show. I really, I apologize. I'm listening to myself. I apologize that my voice is a little huskier than usual. I'm playing the role of Marlo Hampton on this podcast. And I'm happy to ask you, Candy, are you a lesbian? Um, but no, I really do love Cynthia in her role now. And I feel like this season when she, with the breakup with Peter, I feel like that really helped mm-hmm. so- solidify her as what she would become, mm-hmm. which is an elite. Yeah. I, I think she's one of the elites. I think she is too. And she's friends with so many of the housewives. Like, No, they love her. Inter-seasonal. Loves her. Yeah, she, w- she went to Luann's wedding. She and Luann are like very close friends. That's yeah, the wildest. They thing. hung out recently, like just like randomly. It's so weird, but uh, I love it. I love when housewives mix. Me like, too. You know, and it's always so funny to me that Andy Cohen. We talked about this on the Hot and Bravo episode that I was on. Mm-hmm. It's always so funny to me that Andy Cohen is like, "Yeah, we don't really need to do crossovers." I'm like, "Yes, you do." Everybody would scream for it's, a crossover. Yeah, that's I mean, what we want. Yeah. When they did the baby shower, everyone was going crazy over that. I, think I mean, that it went a little overkill, but a little bit. yeah, I hope so. But I need like, like season. old, old housewives, not just the new guys. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we're getting <laughs> off track and we have so much to cover. We literally can't afford we to can't go off track. to get off track of this much talking about crossover seasons when we have Atlanta season nine to talk about. Before I give the wheel to Kevin O'Keefe, our resident housewives lead historian is what I'm going to say. I, like the lead librarian. Yeah. Lead librarian, yeah. Lead, lead librarian of the, the housewives history library. Um, I'm just going to let everyone know um, how to follow Hot and Bravo. <laughs> that was the worst segue into our socials ever. But you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. Kevin, how can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin P. O'Keefe. Camille? Just go Cash Millie on Instagram. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, and now Spotify. Okay, hopefully we made it through that all right. (laughs) And now we can begin. Shall we kick off with our taglines? Let's do it. Yes. I love it. All right, so these are the season nine Real Housewives of Atlanta taglines, starting with Miss Phaedra Parks. You can't always get what you want, but I can. Okay, it's you made this note that it makes her look even more guilty considering what we find out, and it's true. So it's one of the most damning taglines I've ever seen. Yep. The editors were not on Phaedra's side. No, they hated her. And I live. We'll get into it. Yes. There's a whole thing. Uh, Portia Williams. I'm too blessed to be stressed and too sexy to be thirsty. Just as extra as she was yeah, all season Yeah, the volume long. control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know me. Um, Cynthia Bailey. Life is a runway and Cynthia Bailey is ready to walk it alone. I live for someone like who, who puts their full name in their tattoo. Truly that. Truly I that. that. Not just Cynthia. <laughs> Cynthia Bailey. Because yeah. yep. we've gotten Sonia. We've gotten Rinna. More. Yep. Come on. Yep. Uh, Candy Burris. Now that I've got my ace, I have a full house. 
Not her best. She will yeah, follow no. this up with her best, which is don't mess with the boss, else you might get fired, uh-huh. which is <laughs> incredible. Andy Burris. Uh, can you more? I give the people what they want, and they always want more. This is the most. Like, this is one of my top housewives' taglines. I really love this I, one. I think it's perfect. This is good. She comes up with good taglines. She does. Because she's she a, has Teresa's writers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's a great housewife. She is. And then Sheree Whitfield, don't call it a comeback. Call it a takeover. Nah. It's cute because she, she was coming back as a full time yeah, yeah. this season. That's true. Didn't take it over. She though. did not take <laughs> it over. Take it over. But she she delights us. All she right. is a bone carrier, which I love. Ordinarily, this would be the point where we sort of get into the biggest drama of the season. However, we can't even begin to get into the biggest <laughs> drama of the season because it will take too much time. Mm. So first, we're going to get through all the stuff that you forgot about after watching the season because all you can think about is Portia Candy Phaedra, which we understand. But there were. <laughs> Oh, there was a lot there of shit this lot. season. So much. There was a lot. It was jam packed. It's it's yep. funny that the like Portia candy drama doesn't happen kind of until like the mid to end of yep. the whole season. Yep. It made me think things that happened in the season had happened in other seasons because that had taken yeah. over so yes. much of my mind of totally. season nine. Well, and also season eight is so forgettable. That's the Kim Field season, and it kind of I f- I feel like in some way I displaced events from this season onto that one. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, something had to happen in that season. And there was no, a lot nothing of, did. There was a lot of carryover, like, you know, Cynthia and Peter were having trouble, and that kind of carries over into this. They finally mm, get divorced. Yep. There was the whole Matt and Kenya getting together in season yep. eight, her moving into a new house. Some Chateau Charest drama Because she was there. a friend of in season yeah. eight. Yeah, that's the thing. The cast actually didn't change mm-hmm. other than dropping Kim Fields Which and Charest. Which the best thing they possibly could have done. And yeah, Charest moving not. from friend of mm-hmm. to full time. But yeah, it was. It, it doesn't get credit for being a full cast turnover but mm-hmm. it is yeah um so all right let's start with the Sheree versus kenya fight the battle of the the battle of the broads the battle of the homes the battle of the chateaus yeah if yeah you will. the race <laughs> to finish more manor and chateau she can't pay excuse me chateau Sheree. <laughs> so we start with kenya's house quote-unquote finishing um <laughs> she rushes it she rushes her driveway mm-hmm. so she can have her housewarming um, gives Shrey a very shady invite to that housewarming. Literally, like outside, she was just like, "Come on, love that." Um, she calls it a soft opening of Moore Manor. This ha- we can't we can't warm a house that ain't warm yet. Like this soft is- opening. Like what is this? Like a, like a, a new McDonald's on yeah. the side of the street? Like this is our soft opening. The Arby's is opening. Yeah, I love that you think that a that a McDonald's is about to have a soft open. Come on, Eddie. What McDonald's are you going to? <laughs> The McDonald's in Bel Air had a soft opening <laughs> last week. Oh, I bet it did. Were um, you invited? No, I wasn't. I, I, I <laughs> but yeah, like at the soft opening, Sheree throws a lot of shade. Mm-hmm. She talks about all the titty sweat that everyone has. <laughs> um, There's no molding on the floors, <laughs> which nothing. apparently it's a modern house, so that's not a thing that you have in a modern house. Yep. Who knows? We get a moment where Portia shows up uninvited to Carey's, Carey's, and Shenya. Carey, Shenya. Oh my gosh! Shows up to Kenya's soft opening, and Sheree's response is to cackle. I tweeted this when I was watching it because it's so incredible. She, it's not just she cackles; she goes woohoo, like has like a full evil breakdown. I love it. Uh, um, oh. So then they get into another fight of it about it when they go to do the escape room, which no one escaped. <laughs> no one. <laughs> I was hoping at least one team would at least make it out. Nope. nope. They nope. do. They do later play laser tag as well in a season that apparently is just about group group activities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love down in Atlanta. Everything is group. I just love when Phaedra's like, doctor. we're going to go play laser tag. I'm like, what? I, no. No. Why? Can you imagine on Beverly Hills? Can you imagine Shh. Erica Jane playing laser tag? Okay, Erica Jane Actually, would kill laser tag. Maybe no. the golf. No. She was good at golf. She was good. She's she was athletic. Amazing at golf. That I was, was wild. like, I, I wouldn't. But be imagine surprised. her putting on one of those giant packs, like nah. in one of her looks. Like she wouldn't do it. No. She would be like, "Can I just get the gun?" It's like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, Erica. Um, <laughs> So I actually don't remember the context in which this quote comes up. Just like your t- tired old Mama Joyce wig you're wearing, it's real old and tired. Was there that at the? There is no real context, but it was. I think it was after. There's so much, but I know that they were at that table. I think after the escape room, where they're all kind of 
talking about who knows whatever. What. Yeah, was it after one of these things? Yeah, I think I think they just get into a back and forth. Everyone, even in the Talking Heads, like Porsche's, like they just keep going back and forth. Candy's like they just keep talking, and then when when Kenya drops this line. Even Candy's like, what? Like, don't say anything. Don't yeah. bring my mom. Like, don't bring my mom into this. Talking about? Candy's reaction legitimately is she like isn't even paying attention yeah. to the fight, and she just goes, "Wait, what?" Yeah, <laughs> which was like honestly all of us. But yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. It's a great quote. Um, the fight does go away for a while though, because because yeah. Kenya and Sheree really bond in uh, Hawaii. They clear out their issues. Mm-hmm. Um, they really uh, connect over um, both being abu- in abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we get the season finale with the Chateau Charest debut after 700 years <laughs> literally of its development. <laughs> I will say that house is beautiful. It is beautiful. It's gorgeous. The party was tacky as fuck mm-hmm. with those fucking aerial Why dancers. were they but there? Charest always has a tacky party. Yes. That's true. Always. What do you, are you, For fashion show with no clothes. I was going to say, we're, <laughs> no fashion. Who, who is this wonderful person with a fashion show with no fashion? <laughs> I screamed. I had forgotten to wipe Shay back up for the Chateau Charest party. And I screamed I when I saw him. There were a lot him. of He's little moments. We got, like, yeah. we got yeah. some of the married to medicine ladies. Yeah. I was like, oh, hi, Lisa. We, but most importantly, we got. Hi, but most importantly, we got Kim Zolciak Beerman. Don't be tardy. She she was tardy for this party, but don't be tardy for the party. I love her. Yeah. My favorite thing about Kim is that she always shows up, not only late, tardy, if you will, but with a red solo cup, red solo cup filled with who knows. Yep. Like, does she really not think they're not going to have something for her there? No, she always has to have a red solo cup. Is the solo cup empty and she just yep. prefers drinking out of that? Is it the same solo cup every time? <laughs> Who knows? Is it's it one like of those like actually like yeah you know those yeah, like porcelain could be. solo cups? And she's yeah. just like it goes with my outfit. Or what if it's like a purse? It's, and the red cup always goes with her outfit because <laughs> she's like that trashy. Because she's, she's that like, tacky. You know, yeah. Yeah. got my red solo cup. <laughs> yep. And of course, Koi. It's actually comes for behind tips. her. Yeah. She yeah. goes around the party with <laughs> oh my with the god. Thing for tips. It's her. Hey, tip me. It's her like <laughs> Botox fund. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so speaking of, so obviously Kenya <laughs> goes into the basement with Candy of Chateau Charest. Because she's a shady bitch, uh-huh. I love her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and discovers that the basement is completely unfinished. Yeah, completely unfinished. I, I only think I only think it started. No, like think there so. is a shell of a basement down There's there. There's drywall. Sure, it yep. could Good be a basement. Them. Yep. Them. My favorite moment of this entire episode is when Sheree loses it the second she realizes. Like literally, somebody <laughs> comes over and says, "Hey, somebody's in the basement." Sheree snaps <laughs> up and is like, "Who? Who's been yeah. in the fucking basement? <laughs> Get them the fuck out of there!" She I love probably it. knew. Like she was yep. like. Oh yeah, and I saw. Wasn't there like a little piece of string, like yeah. between, like cov- yeah. like blocking people yeah. from going into? I would have locked that door up. I would have been like, nope. Yes, that's the question. Like, why didn't she lock? Well, it? I don't think there was a door or blockade it. Yeah, get something there. Talk yeah. to producers. Be like, we need like. Well, didn't she say there was security. supposed to be someone guarding that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why. She but I mean, you can clearly see there's no one there when no. Kenya and Candy go down. Um, but yeah, so Kim. Uh, is at the party. <laughs> she has this weird, like, makeup, non makeup scene with can- Candy, where Candy's so just weird. sort of like, I didn't want it to be uncomfortable. And Kim's like, Oh, I don't know what you could be talking about. I was like, Oh, you stole Tardy from the party for me. Like, <laughs> it was so weird because, like, Kim was on this show for so many years and comes back with no sort of object permanent. She doesn't remember no. who Ken- Kenya is, despite the fact that they were on. A season that together. Was, that was like kind of like do you, it was weird. I think she's probably playing it up because she's. I mean, yeah. she can't be that oblivious. There was a show well, that yeah. there was one of the shows we were watching recently where someone pretended who? What was it? Roni. It was Roni. Ramona pretends she doesn't know Barbara, oh and they've God. met like thirteen times. It's a move. Maybe she was it's just trying move. to do it. It's a power move. I told Armin how I used to do it. That's sometimes. what uh, um, Bethany allegedly did to Kelly Ben Simone. Well, Kelly Ben Simone deserved it. <laughs> I'm up here, yeah. and you're down here. And you're here because why? <laughs> um, so Kim pops off on Kenya, which inspires Kenya's flawless comeback. I know I'm not a duck like your lips. I've never heard a better thing than that. Kim literally can't respond. Like she no. literally just stammers. And she because literally the truth gives jumped out. Yeah. A duck face in yep. that moment. Yep. She did. She She's like, like a mm? yeah. me? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. wild. I've never seen anything like that. Yep. What a way to end the season. 
I mean, it was great. I always, I like have like a soft spot for Kim Zolciak. Mm. I always have like, I think she's fascinating. Yeah, she's her really- in the triplet situation with her two daughters who look identical to her now. That's so weird. Um, yeah. she's it's, it's so bizarre. Sad. But I, I can't get enough. She's like, I mean, I don't think you can ever, you know, once once you do that thing where you go on to a reunion and you say that you think you had you had a cancer scare you think you might have had a cancer scare you actually didn't but it has nothing to do with why you wear wigs but you are using that as your your explanation for it i think that puts you in a league of your own (laughs) i think you you get to be a housewife forever you get to be on bravo forever she's i mean tardy for the party is still on she's making money (laughs) off of atlanta she doesn't even need anymore what's the other song Oh, G-O-O-G-L-E, me, research me, <laughs> you'll find me, click them keys and Google me. I'm not a material girl. This is on like my Spotify, like regular playlist. Like I listen to the song constantly. I was literally like, why do you know every letter? Google yes. me. It's no, a no. fantastic hit. A Kim, fantastic Zolci- hit. Kim Zolciak. It's also in the rotation with Grow Up. I've added that in. Oh my God, that's that's actually a really Is that Melania's, Melania's yeah. song? Yeah, yeah. That's a really great song. All right. Reminds me of Fetty Wap. But Kim is one of the greatest, <laughs> you know, song song words of our generation right now, behind Candy. Right behind Candy and yep. uh, Sheena. And Sheena. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. No y'all, been... y'all saw the video this weekend, right? The show choir? The show choir doing Good as Gold. Oh my God, I didn't see it, but I heard about this. It is astonishing it's amazing i love it so much (laughs) guys if you have not seen this google right now like show choir good as gold it's on twitter too yeah they do retweeted it oh yeah sheena retweeted i believe she literally they literally do a key change in good as gold it is sublime wow something that sheena could never do truly that truly that (laughs) all right so now that we finished the season let's hop back And that was it. It's yeah. gonna be a lot of oh my god! Thank you all for joining us. Um, <laughs> so the next big plot is, or small plot that's actually kind of big that mm-hmm, would be mm-hmm. that would legitimately probably be the biggest plot in any other season mm-hmm. is that Cynthia and Peter are divorcing. Yep. This is one of the few instances of where we saw a couple get married on Housewives mm-hmm. and then get divorced. Yeah. I'm trying to think of others. Um, Luann and Tom. Well, that was I mean, short. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess technically we saw Bethany get married, but we yeah. don't really see them getting divorced. We just right. hear the aftermath. Right. Yeah, I feel like this might be the this only one like where the only we actually one. see the start and finish, which is wild. Yeah. It's really sad, too, because like you said, we've kind of like watched them grow yep. and watched them kind of like go through all these issues and they've been going through a lot of issues and a lot of it is probably fueled by the show. Like, yep. you know, a lot of these rumors and the blogs saying these horrible things yep. that then make their way onto the show. Um, it's tough to watch, but at the same time, I'm like happy for Cynthia for kind of getting to be on her own. You know, I agree. I, I, I think what she says eventually to Peter in Hawaii, where she admits that she was never really mm-hmm. ready to be married. Yeah. Like, I think that's probably true. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder at the level to which she, as a woman who was at that point, what was she probably when she got married, like 45 around there? Yeah, it must have been. Um, Although, pro- who knows? Because that woman uh, never ages. ages. <laughs> she pro- Literally. She probably felt legitimately compelled to, like, it's the time for me to be yeah. married. Mm-hmm. But I honestly don't think. Cynthia, like she's talking now about marrying this guy she's with. I, I don't not. think Cynthia needs to be married. I don't think so either. I think she s- exists great solo. Yeah. Know? She's fantastic. I mean, this, I love like her journey of like basically like she's like finds herself in this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she like has a voice and she's like, no, this is who I am. This is, mm-hmm. this is Cynthia Bailey. And I kind of feel like she had maybe lost that when she was with Peter. And yeah. so then, you know, seeing her kind of emerge as this like, I, that's why she puts her full name in her tagline. Yeah. She needs people to know I am Cynthia Bailey. Hear yep. me roar. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it was, I'm sh- honestly shocked. This wasn't like it. I didn't remember this more because mm-hmm. this is a huge thing to happen in a housewife's like season, but it was overshadowed because so much crazier shit went right. down. And it's for a housewife's divorce. Fairly Tame. amicable. Yeah. 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 Yep. Very cut and dry. Yeah. It is interesting that we get even that scene with the divorce attorney where she seems to sort of be coming to terms with the fact mm-hmm. that she's doing it herself. Yeah. Um, she even tells her daughter, Noelle, that like, maybe I let this go on for longer than I should have, mm-hmm. which I, I thought, it's all very mature, I it's guess. is really the Really mature. Like, yeah. Um, 
that said, I think I've said this before on this podcast that I don't like Peter very much, mm-hmm. and nothing th- that he does this season really makes me change my mind. No. He got arrested again just recently in, in real life too for like bad checks. Ugh. Blue. Um. So yeah, I mean, like Cynthia comes to his club opening in mm-hmm. Charlotte, and like. They're having a good time. They're friendly. And then Peter's like, my place is just around the corner. Yeah, that was like, oh. And she's read like, the room. I don't <laughs> read the know. Um, yeah. Also, he keeps getting invited to things like Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And she kind of can't get the space from him. Yeah. I will say it's nice that they are able to make up a yeah. little in Hawaii when they have that very frank conversation. And then she gives him a Bible for his birthday. <laughs> she's good at gifts. <laughs> you is know she? Cynthia Bailey <laughs> and her Bibles. Is she? I mean, that's that's like the weirdest gift you can get at a hotel in Hawaii. Yeah, that's it was it was really weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was great to see this like closure and to see that like I don't know. At least they could come out of it on the other side. I like that they gave us as viewers resolution because like you said, we have grown up with them and we've watched them kind of like, you know, evolve and go through all the struggles. So now getting that little sense of closure and I know he's ingrained with, you know, the other couples and the other husbands or whatever. Husband. Husband. Yeah. Oh my God. There's just one. Wow. I mean, now, I, now I guess there's right. a whole lot of men, but only one other husband. That's yep. true. Speaking of which, we get a whole lot of new men this season. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, that God. was a great segue. Well done, Eddie. Well I'm, done. I'm here for a reason, guys. <laughs> um, okay. Somebody else take this one. I hate this one. Okay. I, oh, do you want to you do it? No, please. No, you do it. You take it. Okay. <laughs> this one's so dumb. Sorry. It's I just so get dumb. It out of the way. Portia hires i'm sorry um meets this guy todd <laughs> no no, no um, they did not meet they had known each other right he was the one who Re-meets. got away he was the one who got away <laughs> the one who got away from her casting call that she <laughs> um loved him Porsche, for half the shit kenya gets about casting men truly Portia should get i'm sorry more. this guy i feel bad for him because wow what did he get himself into? What, the baby nup is the best thing. The baby nup is wild. So this guy like literally quits his job for her. <laughs> Anyone else might find this romantic. Portia is furious because she kind of wants to be doted on. Um, and then decides, you know, they're sending baby pictures back and forth to one another. So she's now going to take it upon herself to get a baby nup drawn up. Now, what is a baby nup? It is a prenup, but in instead of for marriage, if they have a baby, which what? All I can hear is this is extortion. The way he says it, I want that as my ringtone. I was dying. It was like it was like fifty. They share the the cost of entertainment, education, and essentials for the baby fifty fifty. But then he also owes twenty five percent of his income to the child. <laughs> That's when he was like, "That's extortion." I just don't understand. It's I loved so it. Weird. I think it's a great idea. It's terrible. It's a great idea, this one. I mean, they kind of know you each other. Portia. They want to have a baby. You know, if they want to do that and they want to be adults about it, why not write up a contract? Want to be very adult. Chris Jenner. Well, I'll say I'll say this. I admire that Portia is pretty straight up about like, yeah, dating is another thing, but I want the kid. Sure. But also, is Portia ready to? Not not now. In this in no. this season, no. Nope. In the current Ish. season, no. no. <laughs> um also, okay, let's talk about the, the situation where he get he quits his job and he like says it's because the boss supports Trump, but then it's like the boss has a problem with I'm like, if he supports Trump, like shouldn't you just go? Like Well that's what I wonder. Like what what are his what are his motivations for it, he wants to be on the show probably. Right. But that I mean, ain't everyone's happening. looking for a little fame. Uh-huh. That's why he goes on the trip to Hawaii, though. Which it is has weird. Yeah. yeah. This was And it's his birthday, right? It's, it's his birthday. It's and it's so weird that it's, it's his like, birthday. It's so bizarre. Wasn't Portia not like really invited? No, yeah, didn't she crash as well? Because wasn't she Phaedra's Phaedra. plus one? Well, she was Phaedra's plus yeah. one. And they brought Todd too. So it's like the weirdest thing. Guests it's, of guests do not bring guests to yes. quote Jesse from NYC Prep. <laughs> An icon and a legend. Wow. Oh my God. Who knew she was foreshadowing millions and millions of episodes of Housewives? Yep. Um, so anyway, that's all we really need to talk about him. I, uh, 
what can we say? What else can we say? It doesn't last. It does not last. Let's say that. Also not lasting, Kenya and her abusive boyfriend, Matt. Who apparently was also hired, but who knows? Yeah. So we start with them off again, but it goes on Mm -hmm. and again off again several times during the season. Um, Runs away before his own birthday party. Which all of these other people show up for. So uncomfortable. It was really weird. Didn't he like run away to his like sister or something? Yeah, in or California. Like... It's wild. It's so bizarre. Like I think he like wanted to be cast and then like was like a drunken mess and got crazy and then was like, I need to get out of this and just kept, but still wanted it. I don't understand because he keeps coming back to her. Yep. We have a fourth wall breaking moment mm-hmm. when uh, he won't, so he does physical damage to her home mm-hmm. and then she asks him to come over and he asks, when is the crew going to leave? Mm-hmm. And Kenya's like, they're about to leave, but then the crew's still there when he shows up. Well, there's like a lot of moments like that where it's like, where it's like he'll wait in the car or like, you know, like the, in the instance at Peter's event or whatever it was where he like is trying to get to her while she's in the car where there's no cameras and then punches the punches guy. Punches the driver. Yep. Oh, um, that's insane. Yeah. And then wasn't there also, I can't remember if I'm mixing this moment up, but I feel like there's also a moment where she goes to like some pet store or something like that. And then he like meets her there. But then she's like, I don't want to do this here. Is oh, yeah. That's, that's where season, and that's right? where they wind up having the fight in the stairwell. Yeah. And then they, have, oh, yeah, they go yeah. outside because she's like, I don't want to do this on camera. Like, we're not going to do this. So it's really weird. And she even breaks down at one point And like the producer has to go and console her yep. and whatever. It's like this 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 is a really weird and like mysterious relationship that we that they have that we don't know if they're like, you know, um, if there's something that we're not seeing from Kenya's side or if he's blowing this out of proportion, either way, he's abusive and it's kind of fucked up and it's weird that they keep going back to each other. And that the friends keep like inviting him to things. Like Peter invites him to like the club opening and that's like when the the driver punch happens. It's like weird because like no one's being like, girl, you need to get out of this. They're just kind of like, oh, it's fine. Like if it's like, because he's like filled with, gets filled with rage. He's a good person on Mm -hmm. the inside. Like, no, this man is crazy. He's broken your home. Yeah, He deserves a risk. Doesn't Candy tell her to get a restraining Mm -hmm. order? The weirdest part though, is when she has her dad call it, like her dad like flies out to her. It's weird how many people she has talked to him instead of her talking to him. You know what I mean? Like it's, she gets Cynthia to do it. Well, and then seems seems mad about Cynthia talking to him. Yeah. Or at least what she says to him. I mean, well, it's weird. It's also weird that Cynthia kind of, gives it like he's kind of agreeing with him that like Kenny can be dramatic like yeah that whole thing I was like don't agree with him it's so uncomfortable on so many levels and it's just like obviously a very like it's it's a very destructive relationship and it's not it's not good and it goes on way too long the men of this season were like all bad, mm-hmm. except for yep. um, what's his face, Todd. Todd. Yeah. Todd. Oh, Candy's Todd. Not 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 not, 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 not Portia's not Todd. Todd. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about how Matt justifies his abuse, which yeah. is that he says that Kenya provokes him. This is almost exactly the argument Portia and the other housewives made, mm-hmm. as far as how yeah. Kenya was provoking Portia into attacking her in the season six yeah. reunion. So Kenya makes the argument, which I think is shared by a lot of. Um, anti-abuse advocates, yeah. which is um, nothing nothing justifies right. abuse. Mm-hmm. And I think that's correct. Mm-hmm. I also think Kenya uses that as a shield to deflect any criticism. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. I don't think Matt is any is in the right position to make that argument. Absolutely. He's, I think Mark, Matt's a garbage human. Yeah. His abuse was completely unwarranted. But when, like... Nini and Candy and then we're saying it in season six and she was just like nothing nothing justifies it. I was like, No, you were you were screaming you, in her face. Screaming like, in her face, you brought a megaphone out, you were pointing this like scepter, scepter. in oh, her God, face. The, scepter. The, the 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 lone that shot was, of it on the floor is my favorite thing. Um I just I agree with you completely. I obviously don't agree that he should have he, nothing nothing warrants him being abusive, period. 100%. End of story. Yes. Nothing warranted. I mean, Phaedra should not, uh, sorry, Portia. Portia should not have gotten that far. Like, Correct. that was too much. Right. However, this is why I feel like when we see these moments of Cynthia being like, well, you know, she is dramatic, yep. I'm like, this. I don't know what to believe because it's possible she's she's doing something to incite, like, some anger. He ha- has no right to to do anything physical. Correct. 
but she is a little bit of an instigator. Yeah. I, I mean... I think she is an inflamer. There you go. I think she inflames situations. Yeah. I think that's the perfect way to describe yeah. it. Because she's not, like, getting them mad to begin with. Like, she's just making them mad to a point where, you know, they take it too far. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah. that's no, really, really rough to watch. And another person who has not a new man, but a a re a resurfacing, a rekindling. It wasn't really. It, well, it's, it's a friendship. It's a friendship. Kind of. But it's also like there are there are some like it's kind of like a probation period. Yeah. It's Sheree and Bob. It's Sheree and Bob. Sheree's back fully, and she's also tr- testing the waters with Bob again. Right. I think she really loves him, and I think she probably always will really I'm love sure. him. But I think that she knows, even before we find out about mm-hmm. what happened between them, I think she knows that she can never fully trust yeah. him. Because like, you get these scenes where like he does the cabaret dance for her, and it's like she's clearly delighted, but also like doesn't let him back in fully. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of interesting to watch. We don't really know why for mm-hmm. the longest time. We find out maybe a little bit before we're supposed to, because in a argument not related to the two of them, Kenya brings up the idea of Sheree being an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. Sheree is uh, repulsed that Kenya brought this up. I am fully team Sheree on this. I thought it was... Mm-hmm. Um, it shouldn't have been brought up unless yeah, Sheree wanted to bring have. it up. Correct. And then it does get brought up in the Hawaii in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bob like prods her over and over again in this car. Like, have I ever been abusive to you? Have I ever been abusive to you? And like forces Sheree to answer the question on camera. And then like he he says something abusive. What what exactly does he say? He says something about um Oh, well he says two things. First one he says is, Oh, if when I was in Vegas I should have you were in your sleep and I should have unbuckled your seatbelt. Mm-hmm. And slammed on the brakes, so you would have like gone through the windshield. Yeah. And then the other things he said, he's like, "Have I ever choked you?" And she's like, "Yes." And then he was like, "Well, it must have not have been hard enough." Like he's basically like, "Oh, I should have choked mm-hmm. you like harder." Which is so crazy. disgusting. Both of those things are horrible. And I think what's more, sh- what's even more shocking than even him saying that, which already is like so gross and and just horrifying is the fact that when he finally does talk to Sheree about it and like is supposedly going to like apologize for saying that and more more than even that for doing that and believing that at the time he's laughing the whole time yeah it's It's, gross it's really gross and it's really hard to watch something like that because it's just like how are you do like one how are you doing this period and two how are you doing this on tv Like, this is gross. That's what blows my mind is, like, do these men realize that there's cameras there? Are they that dumb? I don't know. I mean, Armin has a theory that he has CTE from being a football player, and so he has some probable probable damage to his brain. Right. Just very possible. I don't think it's an excuse, though. Um, It's definitely not an excuse, but I think it does. I think it does impact how yeah. he acts in those situations. Yeah, it that's al- true. It also could explain why, because in the car scene, you have Kenya and Phaedra behind the mm-hmm. Sheree and Bob, and Kenya is like all but jumping over yeah, the seat seriously. to com- comfort Sheree, which actually I really like, mm-hmm. and that continues into next season um, when they shoot the anti-violence yeah. PSA together. Um, but um, Phaedra just about like bulges her eyes out mm-hmm. telling telling uh, Bob to apologize and he won't do it. I think that's sort of what, what yeah. we're talking about, like possible brain damage. It's like he has somebody like telling him what he needs to yeah. do and he won't do it. Like that's kind of to me that what shows that the most. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very sad to watch. And you know, I, f- I feel for Sheree and, and I'm glad in this moment that Kenya is there for her because Phaedra is telling Bob to, to apologize, but she's kind of just like on an island. Um, the one thing I will say about this is that's interesting, and this kind of like is throughout the season is like Kenya and Sheree have so much in common, and they're like 
literally doing the same, almost this, going through the same things this season. Both building their houses, yeah. single women, you know, making this beautiful house together, yep. uh, or not together, but on at the same time. And they're both going through these abusive relationships with these men who just like don't see how that's a problem. And instead of coming together on that and like uniting on that and kind of relating to each other, they're completely against one another and they keep going back and forth right. and they keep saying these things that are, you know, causing the other one to be offended or whatever. And it's really sad because they really are like almost mirror images of one another. Well, maybe that's what it is. Maybe like they it's see themselves in the other person and like everything that bugs them mm-hmm. about themselves in the other, because they're literally in the same like boat. I think and this on is the, right. That on they the just cynical, are like, they're projecting yeah. everything onto them. On the, At the cynical part of it is like, maybe they both are like, well, we can't both have the same storyline. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Not necessarily too, with the like, abuse, but I yeah. think with the house, no, yeah. I think that's absolutely yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <sighs> anyway, eventually uh, in Hawaii, Sheree does say that Bob failed the test and that yeah. she dodged a bullet. And I'm yeah. glad. And I think glad. she did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad she comes to that conclusion. Um, so she actually takes on a role as momager <laughs> to Cairo this season as a model. After he, you know, after you get a DUI, the next step is to become a model. Yep, truly that. Um, so she asks Cynthia for advice <laughs> on because Cynthia is a model, and proceeds to get mad <laughs> at Cynthia for the advice <laughs> in one of the stupidest scenes. In the, it's the weirdest thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah. I also loved, I mean, this was when Cynthia like had her like fashion show when Sheree with fashions, with With fashions. fashions. Yeah. Very Um, proud. And Sheree was like, oh, can't we like make the fashion show on a weekend? And she's like, you wouldn't ask. I'm sorry. I almost knocked over my coffee. You wouldn't ask Calvin (laughs) Klein or like Ralph Lauren to change the date of their show. I was like, come on. Cairo's still waiting on his bag. He is. I don't know. I just made that up. I hope so. I hope so. Um, Sheree also writes a book. She's do we, the bone carrier. Do we believe that Sheree wrote her book? I mean, we know Carol didn't. <laughs> I mean, we know that Teresa Judice did because she went to jail. She was. She wrote <laughs> it in the jail between yoga and, and you uh, know, nighttime. Nighttime. <laughs> Those are the only two <laughs> things on the agenda. <laughs> like, welcome to jail. Yoga, writing time, and nighttime. Well, obviously... Charade didn't write this by herself. I also like that it's a novel about because she wanted to be able to. Li- to yeah, she really wanted to be able it's to like, really spill it's the like tea. Gossip Girl, except yeah. like Charade, yes. like XOS. Um, yeah. She it's, literally is just writing her life. <laughs> real. I honestly am disappointed that she didn't call it the Bone Carrier. Yeah, if, she should have. Is this can really I buy this book on Amazon? Maybe. Oh yes, I looked it up. You can. It oh gosh! Available. Wow. Okay. Proud of her. Uh, we're on hot do, Bravo book club. Yeah, we're we're, doing we're thinking it. about doing a book club because there's so idea. many books to do. I still have Faye Resnick's one cent book. I literally oh, bought it for I one have cent on Amazon. Teresa's. I'm gonna do get yeah. Stassi's. I heard yeah. Stassi's actually good. I'm sure it is. Um, I have Nini's from forever ago. <gasps> oh my god. I have Lisa Renna's renovation. Wait, did. What about Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I always look at the pictures. Kyle has a book. I thought so. Didn't she do like a book shoot? And it was like the dog was on the counter and then they had Porsche on the counter. Oh, sure. it was her book. Yeah, remember, right? the, the I don't know if it ever it. came out, but I remember it being like all about being a mom who juggles life. Like, it's like, okay. <sighs> Guys, I can get, I can get wives, fiancés, and side chicks of Atlanta by Sunday for <laughs> Twelve dollars. <laughs> I say do it. I'm I'm doing it buy now with one click. <laughs> Please do it. And I buy literally it. just did it. He is buying it now live on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Oh, you, thank you. My order's in place. Thank you. Wow, you heard it first, guys. I'll be getting it Sunday. I'll let you guys know how it is. <laughs> you know, I literally just bought it. We'll keep you posted. You know what else we didn't buy? The f- bomb threat against Phaedra. Because <laughs> that <laughs> was so well, you are killing it with the segue. Bullshit. <laughs> First of all, I just want to say that Candy saying a grenade in literally every preview clip is one of my favorite parts of the season. We see it in the, the season to come trailer. We see it in the next episode trailer. And we see it twice in the like coming yep. up on this mm-hmm. episode trailer. Then we finally hear it. She says, he brought a grenade. <laughs> I love it. I, I love line readings that get repeated over and over again Ugh, in different so good. 
also bad line readings in I cheer in in uh, taglines. I cheered for the Cowboys, <laughs> so I never get played. <laughs> Anything I have to really hear good. over and over again that's not delivered yeah, like I'm, a normal person yeah, would, yeah. it gets stuck in my I'm head. I'm not boots higher than your standards. <laughs> oh, no, that's the one that kills me. Every no, time. I don't like that. Or one. no heels. I've got heels higher than your standards. I'm trying to remember. Like I can't think of them offhand, but there's so many horrible ones like that. I finally found my voice, yeah. and, I'm and I'm not, not afraid, afraid to, to use, use it. it. Well, the other one is the. <laughs> We didn't say that he that he hits you, and we didn't say that he that he broke your jaw because they always would yep. play that. Yep. But now we said it. You be honest. <laughs> you have to be honest. Yeah, because that's not cool. That's not cool. <laughs> did y'all lose it on Vanderpump Rules recently when Stassi basically did the? But now we said it. Uh huh. Yes. Like I I almost. Cried. And then did you see the cinematic? The, yes, with her and yeah. Katie pointing just like it's literally Kyle. season two. Housewives. I think I think Stassi is ready to level up. Like I think I th- honestly, she had, she's the only one. Who she can. had those uh, not this past episode, but the episode before that. She had these two great moments where she empathized with Lala about her dad mm-hmm. and Kristen about about Carter and all of that and the drinking and like I just, I feel like she's sort of she's she's ready to take the next step. I feel like she it's might be, be our her. first leveled up housewife. I, I would is. literally die. Yeah. It has to be. There's no. There's They're no gonna other need person. somebody to replace LVP yeah. next season. Oh, yeah. oh God, could you imagine if Stassi replaced LVP? That is like I no. I my think they're dream. gonna need to do like a full overhaul. I don't think she's quite there yet. But once you know, she could come in as a friend of. She could for the time being. Oh, oh, to Lala. Stop! You're getting me too excited. But let's <laughs> yeah. talk about anyway. Yeah. So the bomb threat. Right. So Phaedra um, receives word on the road to Philadelphia, um, going to. I believe the DNC, like it was something absurd that she yeah. was going to. No, no, no. She was going to visit Apollo. Well, no, she was also going, remember? Cause she was like, she was doing the protest about black lives. Oh, Cause there's right. that insane. And then she was like close. She was very so political. She, yeah. this right. There's season. that insanely inauthentic. Frick co- and frack are, are politically, politically back. back. <laughs> That's another one yep. that they would play over yep. and over again. But there's that super inauthentic phone call where like, <laughs> where she's like, we another innocent black yes! man has been slain. I was like, this, <laughs> you literally are doing theater. Like, yes. like, yes, absolutely. Black lives matter. Like the, the loss of black lives to police brutality is a horrifying thing. That was also a time where that was especially mm-hmm. in the news and yeah. especially horrifying. I don't believe for one second that she was just naturally coming on <laughs> camera being like talking to her Congresswoman yeah. friend saying like, there has been another no. sh- shooting of an unarmed black teen. I'm like, no. Anyway, so she gets a call on the way to Philadelphia mm-hmm. that uh, a bomber has shown up. There's been a bomb threat. Calls her mother. Calls her. I think she. I, I think her mother call or someone calls her and then she calls her mother. Her, she calls her to mother get the kids. to get the kids. Yep. And she sounds scared. Yep. She also prays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, turns out the bomber was someone that she knows, and he went to the wrong office. And he was just there to drop off some bomb new music, <laughs> which bullshit. And then she uses bullshit. that. And then she uses that as an argument against racial profiling. Yes, and then the best part of that whole scene is when in the elevator, she's going up the elevator, and there's like three cameramen who are oh. just taking pictures. Not cameramen like Bravo cameramen, like pop paps. That got inside the building somehow yep. to her floor somehow. <laughs> she literally does. She literally all but does like the no, please, no pictures. No, no. Like no, you know. and then she does. She does a press conference with that <laughs> one. She's like, I'll talk to you. And that one guy comes inside the office and she and he's like filming and she's like, I'm gonna explain what happened. It's the this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. It is such an inauthentic plot it's from so start to finish. Yes. Phaedra just it, Phaedra is like a breed of her own mm-hmm. entirely. Like this isn't like Lisa Vanderpump would never yeah. do this. Like Lisa Vanderpump, yes, she's self-produced, but this is like another oh, level. Oh, it's, it's yeah. deeply another level. It's, it's like almost like is she mentally okay? Like I oh, I think she's okay. I think she's just manipulative as hell. The thing is, and and we'll get into us when we go into the reunion. But it's like even Andy is like you realize that there have been a lot of instances that make you look like you're lying about things. Like the due date. The due date. Uh, I don't even know what else. But like so many things, like obviously later we're going to get into it. This is weird, like that she's not, she she just sidesteps all these things and she's not open about it. But it's like, like we always say, 
you know, if you're coming on to a reality show, you better be ready to like open your life up. If you start to try and like hide things, that's when people are like, what's going on? We're not stupid as viewers. We can see through this. And Phaedra is not doing a good job of it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did love at the reunion when she says, doesn't everybody travel with a bodyguard? Yes! And no one else And everyone's did. like, no. No. And she's like, well, fine. Okay, fine. It's like, uh, what? You're crazy, Phaedra. Uh, but uh, she's good TV. I mean, for this season, she's, I mean, she used to be good she's, TV when she wasn't insane. And when she wasn't crazy. She, she is excellent TV. Mm-hmm. The read at the reunion from, I think it was, it might've been season seven, season six or seven, where she reads Kenya for using a sperm donor. And oh my God. That's my favorite one. Needed $10. Five, yeah. $10, $10 for, for a medium, medium pizza. pizza. <laughs> that's my favorite line I've ever I've watched life. the clip of her delivering that read. So many fucking times. I would, I literally, that I would literally have as my ringtone. Yes. It's incredible. <laughs> also legitimately incredible is like in a, in a real way is her work mm-hmm. with the camp for the kids this was victimized great. by the Flint yeah. water crisis. Mm-hmm. This is actually kind of makes talking about Phaedra tough. Cause like yeah. she is obviously the villain this season. She is obviously awful. She's obviously a manipulator. And she also probably did more for the Flint water crisis yeah. than our government has done. Mm-hmm. Like, she really so so she starts a camp in Michigan for kids affected by the water ki- crisis. She gets 150 kids in that camp. Yeah, um, that's a lot. That's yeah. amazing. It's yep. a lot. Sets up a pop up shop um, to raise money for it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, gets all the women to help. Gets all the women aligned for I think the only time this season. Seriously, um, and brings them all together with their businesses, which is probably the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, I loved it. Because what other city could you have seen that from? Yeah, yeah. none. None. All of those women have yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, those aren't vanity projects. Like, those mm-hmm. are things they legitimately care about. Yeah. Like, it was great. Um, like, who going to check me booth shirts? <laughs> <laughs> that was less so. That was less so. <laughs> but, like, candy sex toy uh, yeah. company. I love that. Like, I mean, that was amazing. The Kenya Moore, what's her hair co- called? Hair care line? Is it Mo- Kenya Moore hair care? I, fe- I couldn't tell who you. Who knows? No, it's really amazing. And she really does do a lot. And and this is the one moment where for so many seasons, we see her and Kenya feuding, but they're able to come together because Kenya's also from Michigan. And Kenya goes with her. And she goes with her. And they, and they do. And it's a beautiful moment. I mean, honestly, seeing those kids like speaking about their experience. Yeah. I, yeah. I was so moved by all of that. And it was really touching and really sad at the same time. But it was really... It was amazing for yeah. Phaedra to have done I mean, that. that was the heat of the crisis, yeah. too. Like, mm-hmm. I know it feels like this season was on forever ago, but, like, this was yeah. very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's 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 beautiful. I love Kenya's session during yeah. it where she helps those kids feel better about themselves. And then she even manages to take something so frivolous and dumb as, like, the twirling yes. and turn it into something really affirming <laughs> it, and positive. It really was, like, kind of amazing to watch. I was like, okay, I'm hiring Kenya for my next event. Oh, yeah. I love the part where she brings... <laughs> Kenya's going to come to your event. <laughs> I love the part where she specifically brings up um, the idea of being dark, too dark-skinned because mm-hmm. that's something that, like, I don't see talked about a yeah. lot. Even on Atlanta, which is a show that yeah. features a cast that goes from the lighter skin to the darker mm-hmm. skin, especially in this current season we're having, like yeah. you've got someone like Eva Marcel who is who is incredibly light skinned, mm-hmm. and you've got somebody like um, in this season Kenya mm-hmm. who's who's significantly darker skinned than all the other women, and it's like to hear her talk about that so openly and about being told she wasn't good enough to do these things, mm-hmm. like yeah, I mean I guess we can laugh at her being a former Miss USA or whatever, and like the twirling and all of that. But like, I, I, I gotta say, I really like how, um, I guess this is dumb. How <laughs> far Kenya has come mm-hmm. from when she first came on and we were all sort of like, Oh, she's, you know, just doing all this for the airtime or whatever to the point where when she left, I was legitimately bummed. And I was mm-hmm. like, I feel like she adds a ton to the show. She does. And, and she's, you can say whatever you want about Kenya, but I think the way that like, she is a professional, and she gets shit done. And like she clearly came, knew what she was going to talk about, like did it so well. It was beautiful. She was an excellent speaker. I mean, she comes to the the pop-up shop with her hair care products. Like it was just I mean, the woman gets shit done. 
Kenya's fantastic. So when I worked mm-hmm. on Matchmaker, our hundredth episode was the episode we did with Kenya. Oh yeah, which was drama because evidently she was like engaged to a man while she was like doing this, sh- or the man that she mm-hmm. was um, matched with was engaged to another woman, which <gasps> oh, all came out. Right. It was insane. Oh, we were. Wow. I, I had to deal with all that. It was Uh-oh. not fun. Fun. But <laughs> Kenya was like the nicest. We had like cake. We had all catering. She came and met everyone. She sat at like the fold up tables with us. She was. So cool. And everyone was like, oh my God, Kenny is the worst. Like, she's like a villain. Like, she's evil. And I was like, honestly, she's amazing. So, like, we love you, Kenya. Always will. Give us an invite. Speak for yourself. No, I'm just kidding. To Atlanta. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on the little one. I, oh, yeah. I think that um, in this season, Kenya does, like, kind of impress me in a lot of ways. I mean... I don't know. Not with the Matt situation. Not with the Matt situation, but I do like that she's uh, that she was able to connect with Sheree in certain ways. That she was able to be charitable. She was able to soft open her house. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's that's big. That's big news. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this though: it is sad that after becoming close again, we see Fader and Kenya fall apart once more. Yep. Because Kenya decides, and here's the thing: I think. Kenya did this genuinely. Totally at, genuinely. In, from a good I, place. Yeah, I think it was I not don't bad al- at all. I don't always think she moves from a genuine place. 100%. I think she's shady a lot. But I think she decided, like, I have two friends who are getting divorced, Cynthia and Phaedra. Mm-hmm. I want to make them feel good about that as opposed to negative. I should throw a divorce party. Yeah. Phaedra's reaction is so it's negative. It's so wild. She, she immediately, I mean, it immediately erases everything that they've built back up. She goes back to accusing, even before the season when she forgave uh, Kenya for, or or apologized to Kenya for previously saying that she was a whore and all these Mm -hmm. different things about Apollo, about talking to Apollo, it all erases and all of a sudden it's, she's the the hoe who messed with my husband again. And it's like, oh, it's so sad to watch. It's really, it's really wild because it's like, it, it's, this is the moment, another moment that we see Phaedra self-producing. It's not, it really isn't about the divorce party. It's that she doesn't want it to look like she's celebrating this divorce. Yeah. Yep. And Cynthia is not celebrating her divorce. And I mean, everyone can see that Cynthia is like, uh, okay, but thank you for, you know, at least thinking of me or whatever. I see that this came from a good place. Phaedra, on the other hand, is like, I'm going to, remove myself hope that they maybe take this out or hope that because maybe i'm not there then this won't be a part of my storyline blah 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 but it's just it's stupid because it just it just comes back to bite her it just looks bad it looks like she's vindictive honestly all the apollo stuff just seems like a lie and it is mm-hmm. it and is it a is. lie because she like then she like eventually, doesn't like, even claims... apollo say that it was a lie that like he made up most of it well yeah and well the divorce was thrown out and she said she was divorced and then the side chick came and was on the phone but i'm even talking about when when there were the whole drama about you know her and or apollo and kenya texting in Uh. previous seasons where it was like oh yeah like he was he was accusing kenya of like coming on to him right and that turned out to all be a lie and Phaedra still to this day, even in the reunion, was like, well, you were trifling. You were this, that, and the other. It's like, excuse me, Phaedra, this is horrible. Be mad at your husband. Don't be mad at Kenya. You didn't have like a relationship with him or with her. Yeah, agreed on it all. I'm just it's it's a bummer to see something positive yeah. come out of the Flint trip and then just turn the it was just, then turn to shit. Yeah. yeah. It's just uh, another like the water in Flint. <laughs> Ooh, was all that, right. Was that? I think that's where we too end. Touchy. I think that that's where we end this. <laughs> well, that's the end of part one. We're gonna have more parts. <laughs> true. Very true. We are absolutely going to have more parts. We're gonna have three more parts. In fact, part two. Since Eddie can't do this, I guess I will. Part two. We're gonna be talking about more of the meat of the season. Um, we're gonna get to. The big old mm-hmm. fight of the season, which is Phaedra and Portia versus Candy. Yep. Um, all leading up to one of the great all-time reunions. Oh, it's going to be great, guys. Which we will break down. All the parts. So it's a big deal. Get ready. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. See you soon. <laughs>